Welcome to Spiritual Psychology. My name is Renee Lavalley McKenna, and I bring my 30 plus years as a recovering addict and ex crazy person turned therapist and shamanic healer to bring you snackable teachings on spirituality, psychology, and all things personal growth. And today I want to talk about fatherhood and forgiveness. If you had a good, mature, and well developed father, then perhaps your father modeled forgiveness for you or taught you the value of compassion and understanding the humanity of others. He may have taught you about the inner strength it takes to extend true forgiveness, and he may have showed you how this traditionally feminine principle of deep compassion is an important part of the fabric of a healthy masculine structure. And if you had a bad seriously dysfunctional, abusive, weak, or absent father, then he is also providing an opportunity to learn about forgiveness because you have an opportunity to grow to be able to forgive him. Now, fatherhood, like motherhood, is an enormous word. It's an archetype, an idealized form that we all agree on, although certainly the idea of fatherhood varies widely between cultures, religions, and even within an individual family. And when we think about father or fatherhood in its optimal form, it's different from motherhood. From my perspective, in the simplest form, the mother helps nourish and organize the internal life of the child. Generally, under the age of five or seven, children tend to orient more toward their mothers. There's exceptions to that, of course. But young children live in their bodies, live in their feelings. And again, in the most general sense, motherhood is about helping children develop and organize their relationship with their own needs and to manage their felt experience, their internal world. And fatherhood, from this perspective, is about developing, guiding, and supporting the external structure of the child, teaching them about responsibility, accountability. Again, these are gross generalizations from a kind of meta perspective about what we need as a human. The feminine principle, which could be the idea of motherhood, is about supporting our internal structures. And fatherhood, or the masculine principle, supports how we interact with the outside world. Now, we all have masculine and feminine within us, and the balance or imbalance of the two have a lot to do with how we feel about ourselves and how we interact with the larger world through school, work, family, community, relationships. Motherhood instructs us about our internal value and fatherhood instructs us about our external value. I believe we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And I think the purpose of that experience is to grow and evolve our own consciousness and the consciousness of the larger system. I actually don't believe that God is a fixed, perfect entity or system. I believe that universal spirit is also evolving. And we are part of that process because we, like all of creation, are inseparable parts of a larger whole. And although modern Western consumer culture would have us believe that getting everything right and perfect is the goal, I think that is immature, self-centered, and unwise. It's also not possible. 
having made the pursuit of ecstatic bliss my life goal for many years through drugs and alcohol and living as a free spirit, the pursuit of happiness for happiness' sake is a little short-sighted. Happiness is a byproduct of right living rather than a goal itself, and that there are larger principles, we could even call them universal laws or structures. And my work is to grow in understanding and effectiveness of my own unique relationship with these spiritual laws or universal truths. I was never much of a fan of externally imposed structure, and I'm still not a great rule follower, unless the rules make sense to me and feel like they're truly valuable and helpful. I was a pretty serious fuck the rules person for a long time and made up my own rules, and it was a very educational experience. Frequently, if I wanted something, I would steal it. If I liked your boyfriend, I might have sex with him. If I didn't want to go to work or school, I'd make up a lie and stay home. That's what I thought was the free spirit part. And really what I was doing was rejecting what I now call the healthy masculine, which good fatherhood can provide. I didn't understand the value of structure, of responsibility, of discipline. I was hoping to renegotiate the spiritual law that every action has a reaction. That's also a thing in physics. And from a larger life perspective, we could call it natural consequences of our actions. And I was hoping I could be an exception to the rule and not get consequences. But these larger spiritual principles apply to all of us, just like gravity. And ultimately, the natural consequences of my own behavior led me to understand and experience the value of structure, both internally and externally, and the responsibility the ability to respond, and self-discipline that I had tried to avoid actually showed themselves to be a solid foundation upon which I could build my own authentic self. Now, these principles of fatherhood and motherhood, masculine and feminine, are principles, and they may not orient with the gender identity or genital configuration of the people who teach us these things. And I bring up the idea that we are here in the middle world to learn and grow because we all have problems. Life is imperfect and the people who raise us are imperfect as well. And that's not a design flaw. Friction and resistance cause us to grow and be stronger, more resilient. Lack of resistance makes us weak and fearful. If I have all of my needs met and there's nothing for me to do but lay on the couch, eat junk food and play video games, my body, my mind, and my spirit are going to deteriorate. And just like when we lift heavy weights, it makes our muscles stronger, pushing up against our own emotional, social, spiritual, and relational issues, our issues of money, sexuality, our relationship with ourself, with nature, with humanity as a whole. The difficulties in our life all provide opportunities to strengthen, to develop, to evolve, and to grow. And I'm going to tell you that my relationship with my own father is one of those growth opportunities. And there was a big gap between the human person of Arthur LaValle and the idealized archetype of father. And that gap between who he was as a person and the cultural expectations I had around fatherhood was a gap filled with suffering. 
And words are powerful because words are symbols for our feelings, our beliefs, and our thoughts. I only saw Arthur once in the last seven years of his life. I got to see him eight months before he died, and I'm very grateful I had that opportunity because up until that point, I had felt victimized and abandoned and really traumatized by the absence of a father in my life. By the time I saw him at that last get-together, I had stopped calling him father in my own head and started calling him Arthur. And it was a very powerful shift because calling him Arthur removed all the cultural trappings of idealized fatherhood and just brought him down to the size of the rather weak and dysfunctional person that he actually was. Now, he was super smart and sweet and very quirky, and there was a lot of great things about him, but he was a terrible father. And there are many ways to be a bad father. He was never abusive to me, was never shaming or blaming. He was just completely absent. There were many years when he was there physically, so it looked like I had a father, but he was a very underdeveloped person. And although it looked like the lights were on, there was nobody home. And it's very common for children to internalize the emotional states of their parents and make it about them. That if the father treats them poorly or abandons them, that that has something to do with their own worth and value. And this is where forgiveness is key. Because forgiveness is not just about releasing my rage, hatred, anger, victimization, my sense of injustice. Certainly forgiveness does mend, heal, and evolve those things into attitudes or perspectives of understanding, compassion, love. But forgiveness also empowers us, calls us out of the child role into full adulthood. I don't believe that our birth circumstances are ever a coincidence from a karmic perspective. And if you're interested in learning more about that, I did a podcast on karma and family of origin, podcast number 48. Forgiveness is about accepting the humanity of another person and coming to understand and experience that the needs that I had and perhaps still have that didn't get met by that relationship or life circumstance, can be met in other ways, because the universe is infinitely generous and generative, that I have had many healthy fathers in my life, and not all of them were men, (laughs) but many of them were. They taught me about integrity, about how to show up and do the hard thing, about how to face my fears, develop strength of character. They taught me about loyalty in the mature perspective of balancing my feelings with just doing the next right thing. I did not know how to show up for my life, and my father modeled not showing up. And the divine masculine has provided me, and still provides me, with many amazing human models to fill in those gaps. I'll be honest that my relationship with my father remains probably the least healed aspect of my life. But you know, I got more time here and there's always work to do, if we choose to do it. And I've come to a place in my life where things don't have to be painful for me to work on them anymore. I've discovered the joy and fulfillment of exercising myself, strengthening myself on all levels. 
Just like I feel great when I go to the gym a couple times a week, I feel great when I am pushing myself to grow and progress emotionally, relationally, intellectually, spiritually, sexually, professionally, and socially. Now, if I have discomfort in any of those areas, it certainly is information that something is calling for attention, but it's also really powerful to simply follow my joy. So the day my father died, I booked a plane flight to go back for his funeral. And between the time I booked that flight and when it was actually set to leave the airport, I talked to a lot of people, including my own spiritual advisor. And I felt terribly conflicted about going to that funeral because he had only spoken to me once in seven years. And that was his choice, not mine. He had stopped answering my phone calls, my emails. And as his only biological child, I was going to have to stand in a receiving line at a traditional Catholic wake while everyone said how sorry they were. And his death was a relief to me. And I was either going to have to tell some really complicated truth that I still had not resolved within myself about how he had ignored me and my children, or I was going to have to smile and pretend that I was grieving. And so I decided not to go to that funeral. And I spent the day in one of my favorite sacred places, which happens to be a cathedral in San Francisco. And I prayed and I meditated and I journaled. And I honored Arthur's life and death in my own way. Probably not coincidentally, I had organized a weekend spiritual retreat about a week later. And it was just what I needed. And there was a labyrinth on the retreat grounds that I had chosen. In the second morning of the retreat, I got up early and I walked that labyrinth, meditating upon my father's life. Each step I took was an age or stage of Arthur's life. To try to understand his experience, to attempt to walk in his shoes, and to perhaps internalize how he had come to be the person he was at the time of his death. And although we can never understand another completely, it is really valuable to try. And that experience changed me. And although I'm not going to claim that everything is resolved, I'm still in therapy myself. That experience taught me the value of forgiveness, not for him, but for myself. That I am a child of the universe, a child of nature. And my own practice is that there is a spiritual family available to me that's grounded in the higher consciousness of those idealized forms. And that when I'm thirsty, water is available, but I can't get water from a dry well. And my father was a dry well, but there are other wells to draw water from. And so my father taught me the value of forgiveness in perhaps the most powerful way he could, by giving me something to forgive. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to find out how spiritual psychology might benefit you in your life or learn more about my mentorship program, shoot me an email, info at reneemckenna.com and check us out on Instagram at opendoorgrowth. Deep gratitude to my supporters on Patreon. And if you'd like a free download of the first chapters of my book, Allies and Demons, Working with Spirit for Power and Healing, there's a link in the show notes. Blessings on your path until we meet again. This is Renee LaVallee McKenna for spiritual psychology.